Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, ambassador of 805 Connect, and your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and continued encouragement. Thanks to our podcasting partner, Pullstring Press, for this great studio, and to Patrick, my co-host. Hey, Patrick. Hi, good morning, Mark. Patrick, this morning we are talking with Kathy Feldman. Kathy, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Kathy uh, and I met through, um, Kathy knows everybody, <laughs> right? And so if you go to a gathering of people, just look around and you will see Kathy somewhere. Uh, she knows everybody. And when I we were just getting going with 805 Connect, you were very, very kind uh, in, well, have you talked to this person? Can I introduce you to this person? Oh, you need to talk to so-and-so. Because once you heard the idea. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're, you know, we're going into our third year with Amazing. the project. And it, it is it is morphed into this podcast. And the, the mission around economic vitality is if we know what's going on in the region, we can get excited about it. We can start to make connections with people we didn't know. And we then, so the, the mission is kind of morphed into this catalyst for conversation. Great and it's idea. working, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Because the more you let everybody know what's available here and what's what people can do and how they can connect, it's fantastic. The other thing that has happened is that we're, originally I thought it was insular. Yeah. Right? It's just, not only do people in Santa Barbara have no clue what's going on in Ventura and San Luis Obispo, true. and the likewise, the reverse of all that is true, we don't even know what's going on in our own backyard. But as it turns out, half of our listeners to the show don't even live here, and half of them aren't even in the United States. How fantastic. We're on the, uh, we made it, I don't know how, but thank you, uh, in the... <laughs> Uh, we're on a list, which is the top 10 business podcasts in Venezuela. In Venezuela. Venezuela. And then I found us on a list of um, uh, entrepreneurial podcasts. Yeah. And this just this last week, we had 50-something new subscribers in India. That's amazing. Right. And it's wonderful. Right. It, it is. And so what's happening? Why is that good? It's that we can shine a light on this region yes. because this region, as you know, you've been here quite a long time, uh, is the genesis of many worldwide ideas and movements. Absolutely. Right? Um, Earth Day started in Santa Barbara, right? The environmental activist movement started in Santa Barbara. With goo, get the goil out. That's right. The right? goil spill. Yeah. So now you're... You've, you're a, uh, you publish books, you yes. write books, you publish books, and your community service, let's call it community service because you're not making any money. No, <laughs> not is, really. It's <laughs> called the Spirit of Entrepreneurship Foundation, yes. and you do awards each year, and you celebrate what? We celebrate women entrepreneurs, and the women entrepreneurs are in Santa Barbara County, uh, any woman entrepreneur, any woman business owner who has a business in Santa Barbara County, we have several categories, we actually have 11 categories, can be nominated and can nominate uh, or even self-nominate. And um, what we do is each year we put on the Spirit of Entrepreneurship Awards. And we do this, it's kind of a twist because not only... How's that? Well, not only are we honoring women entrepreneurs, but what we are doing, we're doing it for, the purpose of it is to encourage student entrepreneurship in Santa Barbara County. And how, how, and uh, what, what it, to encourage it? Well, to encourage and reward it, as a matter uh. of fact, because we work with uh, the, let's take two steps back. Okay. Uh, the Santa Barbara City College has yes. a, the Scheinfeld Center for Entrepreneurship. We've had them on the show. You, I know you have. Yeah. And I think Mer Melissa Moreno, yeah. yes. uh, who was the founding director of yes. that. Um, Melissa, five years ago, well, now it's six, uh, came up with the idea of having a 
competition, a one-day business pitch competition right. for high school and college students. Right. No one done it had done it for high school students right. in right. Santa Barbara. And um, she took the name uh, New Venture Challenge, right. and it was open to any high school. At the time, it was any high school student in Santa Barbara County that the high school participates in a, what they call a virtual enterprise program. Yep. Um, Some have yep. real businesses, but many of them are just virtual. And then originally it was for Santa Barbara City College students to compete. Right. Uh, now it is expanded to any college student in Santa Barbara County. And um, what they do is they put on a one-day business pitch competition. There are two levels, one for the high school students, one for the college students. And that's open to the public. It's open to the public, I've, and it's I've wonderful. It's I, I yeah, recommend yeah, yeah. it. It's yeah, yeah, going it's to be, I believe, on April 29th this year. Okay. It's at the Forum, in, uh, Fade to Forum at uh, the Business Center we'll at City College. We'll put a link on the show notes. It's wonderful. And I encourage people to go because it's just wonderful to see these kids pitch. And they do a great job. They, they do. really do. Well, they a good get coached job. up pretty big, too. Yeah, kind yeah. of. But that's okay. Who cares? No, that's what you want. That's I mean, why it's, they're it's, doing it. It's wonderful. And there's so much energy there. So um, they pick the top, th they have their own judges, they pick the top three in each category, in high school and college. And then those winners, along with their parents or teachers or whatever, come to our event where Got we are it. honoring women entrepreneurs and the proceeds from our event go to give them seed money for their businesses and scholarships. So how much, how much do they get? Well, the top college winner gets five grand. That's a, and then can, it's, that can be a lot of water on that seed, right? It is. Right? It really is. And it's 5000 3000 and 2000 for the collegiate winners. And the high school winners also, uh, ha and by the way, we also have a scholarship fund that we're starting. Oh, so they can, that's new. Yes, we've, we because the Scheinfeld Center kind of wanted to set a limit of how much money they wanted to give out each year. Uh, at the prize level. At the prize level. Right. And so last year we had $14,000. They wanted to give out $12,000. So the other $2,000, oh, actually $12,500. So the other $1,500 we put in a scholarship that Santa Barbara City College Foundation is um, managing and it's for any of the winners to take advantage of to either attend Santa Barbara City College or a four-year college or university of their choice. And we hope to grow that as well. Right. But the one thing that's so wonderful about hmm. our event is that the, what the kids are doing, uh, the young people are doing, is wonderful. And a lot of the, actually a lot of the um, collegiate uh, participants are not necessarily young. They're students, and they can be any age because they're going to city right, college exactly. or they're going to college, whatever time. But the event itself, we honor women entrepreneurs, and we have a whole process. Anybody can be nominated. In fact, our nominations are open now, and they will remain open until— And I'll put a link to that in the show wonderful. notes so people know how to get to it. I have to tell you that— there's something I know a little bit about this. Yes. Um, You've had it, some experience. I had a little experience with it. And what's interesting is so that you don't, uh, you're not a, the, the nominate, nominees and the nomination uh, applications mm -hmm. are not, um, uh, uh, what's the word, influenced by any kind of local connection. Exactly. You actually have people outside of the area who have no way of knowing who these people are. Exactly. We did that intentionally because we really wanted it to be fair. So what happens in the nomination process, somebody puts in a nomination or they may be nominated, however it works, it doesn't matter. We have an online, we have a form online, it's really easy to fill out. And then they get an application form, which is the real thing, and they fill that out. It's not onerous by any means. Now, I'm going to challenge you there. You think it was onerous? I, <laughs> I, so um, I thought it would be great to have uh, Kimberly, strategicsamurai.com, 
sign up because as a, she is perfectly exemplifies everything that this is all about. That's probably so, why she won. Well, I, well, I, I, so you don't know, I don't think you know the story. So I nominated her. Yes. And then she was accepted because you don't, it's not automatic. So uh-huh. she was accepted and you have 11 categories. Yeah. And hers was in professional services yep. and she gets the form. Yeah. The word onerous it was written all over the thing. She, really? She, because she took it very seriously. I want I, you to know I, how seriously she took it because we were going, we were in the hotel at TED up in Vancouver and that we get there a day early to just go see friends and stuff. And she goes, I, I can't go do any of that. I says, why? She says, because I have this application to fill out <laughs> and I want, I really want to, uh, put my bet. She takes it very, took it very seriously, and so we read and reread and rewrote, and you know I helped her with all of that to accurately portray the things that she had done. And then, then what do you do? You have this dinner. You invite all of the people. So I think there's three for each. So there's right. 33 plus their entourage. Right. Well, that week, so this is 2014, that week, two weeks before that, I find out I have to go give a keynote in Istanbul. Oh, not Constantinople? No. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> it was I, If I had a time machine, I would have. <laughs> and I gave it on Thursday morning in Istanbul. And she goes, yeah, but the award's Friday night. <laughs> And I said, you're going to do great. (laughs) And And she she says, and you're going to be sitting right next to me. (laughs) And I got on the email to the the event planner in Istanbul and said, I have to be sitting in a seat at 545 in Santa Barbara. And what that meant was I gave my talk on Thursday. I went to the big dinner with the client and all their thousand people and had a a two o'clock wake up, got to the airport at three o'clock got a four o'clock flight to Frankfurt, Frankfurt to LA, LA to Santa Barbara, and I was sitting next to her and still didn't know who won. Cause you, so tell us about that. Oh, Cause that's, that's insanity, that's, what you do. It's so much fun. It's okay, so much fun. You've not fun. been on the other side of the table, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> well, uh, what we do is, as, as you said, uh, we use women who do not live in Santa Barbara County. Right. to choose the winners. We have judges, and each category is judged by two, at least two different people. And then we just tally up the numbers. And whoever is the top, we announce the top three finalists. Right. Uh, good almost six weeks before the event. But uh, what we do then is we invite all the finalists. We give, the, we give them a lot of publicity, and we invite them all to attend. And um, we decided to treat it like the Academy Awards. I know, and you have a Master of Ceremonies. We have a wonderful Master of Ceremonies who is Linda Weinman of Linda, uh, formerly of Linda.com, founder of Linda.com, who is magnificent. And did you know that she was Kimberly's mentor? And she and Kimberly wrote two books together 15 years ago. I, I knew about one of them because Kimberly had told me, but that was... So for her to see her win, the look on her face was pretty spectacular. And, and n- nobody knows. No, I know. Nobody knows. I, I, I am the only one Does, who knows. Do you have someone from Price Waterhouse come up with the... <laughs> no, the, but I have, I have to know because we give each one a beautiful award from Tiffany, which is engraved with gorgeous. their name. Right. And so I have to know so that I can get the awards printed, um, engraved in time. And um, so it's just wonderful because the energy in the room is just everybody's. Oh, yeah, right. And there's such a buzz. And then we announce each one. And what we do is I take something that they said from their application form. And uh-huh. put it on a little card. So that is the envelope. And Linda reads that. It's kind of and subliminally, even if they don't remember it, the person who wins gets that they've just won. So mm-hmm. it's not like mm-hmm. uh, now they have about all of about 10 or 15 seconds to right. get that. Right. And then they come up and get their award. It, it, it was, it's, it's spectacular. It's also great that there's a focus on women. But I'm going to ask you a different question now sure. about that. Go for it. So 
we right now have a, a woman running for president. Yes. And the this idea of gender politics has come up, mm-hmm. which is should and there was this famous quote about like uh, there's a special place in hell for women who don't support other women, mm-hmm. and that has gone over really poorly. Yeah. Uh, it was said in jest, like this is a smart, clever thing to say. It went, it did not go well, and the idea of voting for someone because of their gender or giving them advantage because of their gender uh, is the wrong. It should be about their ideas. So that just got me thinking about this as the focus on women entrepreneurs, because I still think it's important uh-huh. to do that because we're, we're I, we've got a deficit. There's of a huge attention, deficit. right? Yeah, there's a, there's a deficit uh, in many levels. There's a deficit in, invents, in investment that's available to women. There's a deficit as far as opportunities, as far as loans are available to women. Um, I, in, for example, um, Lynette, Lynette Lemaire, who won uh, last year in the hospitality and tourism category. She has pure joy catering here in Santa Barbara. She does a wonderful job. She started it from the ground up. She had rented, she had, she wanted to get, buy a building herself to have it. She does have the building now. It's on Haley Street. But she could not get anyone. She was divorced. She's been divorced for many, many years. She put her two kids through Stanford. Wow. So they didn't have to pay for uh, no scholarship. So they got out and they're fine. Um, she couldn't get anyone to give her, to give her a loan without getting her ex-husband to sign. Hmm. They she wasn't didn't have hmm. anything to do with her ex-husband. She raised her kids by herself, and so that probably has changed. She now owns the building, but she only was able to buy it because she happened to bump into the the, uh, the people, a uh, guy, she did a, an event for the guy who owned it uh, mm. and told him she was having trouble buying the building mm. and he stepped in. So the fact of the matter is um, there's, I'm not saying that happens now. Uh, it may, it never happens directly under any circumstances, but Remember, we started this, it's going to be six years ago. Right. And most events that are open to men and women, nine times out of ten, a man, man will win. I mean, really. It, that just, it's a, we decided we wanted to focus on women. And um, really, we were a bit ahead of the curve because now everybody's into entrepreneurship. We right. started this five years ago about entrepreneurship. Right. And... Um, it's grown. So, so uh, just stand there for just a second. So are you really looking at nominees that are early in the phase of starting a business, or is, is it one no. so that doesn't matter? No, it doesn't matter. In fact, it doesn't matter So it's matter not at startup, all. it's entrepreneur. Well, we have a category. It's it's We have a category for new, new business, uh, emerging business. Got it. Three years or younger, and they just have to show us year over year. Uh, performance, but uh, just percentage-wise, we don't get don't get too inquisitive about right. your actual numbers. Just want the growth numbers. Yeah, we want the growth numbers. But the fact of the matter is, it's not just entrepreneurs; it's women business owners, really. But we always called it entrepreneur because we felt it tied in, because women are women-owned business are one one of the great engines of the economy. They really are. There are tons of them. More, I think. As many women start businesses now as men do, they tend to be smaller. They tend to have less access to capital. But in fact, they are growing, and they're growing more and more. Um, it's, it's, really, it's really interesting. Uh, but to get back to the point, which was your original question, should people be, ju- be judged just because they happen to be women or they happen to be a minority? No. Absolutely, it should be on their merits. But in this particular case, we decided we were going to focus on women. For the kid, for the students, it makes no difference. And right. Those, right. It's open. And the money's going to go. Right. The money's going right. to. And most. And the, you don't control any of that. No. You just fund it. We just we just provide the seed right. money and the scholarships. That's all we do. So for the the listener 
right now. Uh-huh. It might be a woman who's thinking about a business. There's a, some interesting facts around women-owned businesses that they may not know. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's a it's a legal categorization of your business. If you are 51% owned you by a woman, you're official. legally called a woman-owned business. Yeah. You can go get registered. You can get certified. And as a result of that, there is an entire world of commerce and opportunity available to you that is only available if you can check that box. Like we're a a registered uh, small business Uh by the the government, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to meet that criteria. Right. And there are large, like really large contracts out there where a percentage of the recipients of those contracts have to be small business and and women-owned businesses. Women or minority And there's organizations of these businesses that go and they have these, um, they're called hosted buyer conferences. Mm -hmm. So what they'll do is the organizers will bring in all the buyers Mm -hmm. and the buyers through their bylaws of their corporate company have to get certain number of bids from these and they and if you're in that list it's really amazing now do you ever do you counsel and coach the women around that kind of thing at uh, all i i have getting a women-owned certification is a process it's not it just like it's filling out a lot of forms yes i know if you want to go through that it's fine if you don't feel it's necessary, I don't think it's necessary. It depends on what your business is. And if you're, if you're in a business, if you're a retail business, there really isn't much point in that if you're a local retail business. If you are in a business that supplies things that potentially can be purchased by the government or That's by, where the big money this is. This is where the big, if you're a contractor, if you right. happen to be a builder, if you have an engineer, those are really important, and yes. you should absolutely do that. I had I knew of a woman who had an environmental company here in Santa Barbara, and she was asked to bid on uh, the Department of Defense. Had a whole bunch of old uh, sites from World War II that they oh. thought were contaminated, oh. and they had oh, she oh. went in and did remediation to figure out what the soil if the soil was in fact contaminated mm. and then what they had to do local to remediate she was local and she has a business that is an environmental business she set it up 20 years ago and she went to washington they the defense department wanted her to bid and she went into a meeting with a group of men they were all men and one of them just got so excited you're a woman. <laughs> we can hire you. <laughs> when let us sign the, and she said she she almost she was offended. She said, "I really wish they wanted to look at my credentials rather than the fact that I was just a woman." <laughs> but they got so excited because here was a woman that could do these environmental studies that they had to have done and they could fulfill their quota. Right. That, that's it's just <laughs> ironic where there will come a time <clears throat> when that's not important. It's it just, would be wonderful. It's part of a national conversation now. It's so I'm going to switch up a sure. little bit. I am uh, I'm really interested in giving opportunity to women yes. and have been my whole career. Mm-hmm. And uh, in in that a woman employee is going to bring something different to the table. And in some jobs, that's something is something a guy just can't do, mm-hmm. just flat out can't do. And I've learned that and, and I'm quite, I, I like that a lot. So I've been in conversations which are, how do we attract more women into tech? So I'm going to stay, my focus is tech, yeah, so I'm going to think STEM, right? Yes, Science, technology, STEM, yeah. engineering, and math. Or as Linda would say, STEAM, which includes a the arts. A lot say STEAM, and that's mm-hmm. a, it's a whole other show. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> but let's is, go is to, coming. Let's, let's stay go with STEM. STEM. But, but yeah. how, how we um, encourage, now at this point it's going to be young girls, yeah. because the science tells us, and anecdotally through our show, we find out that somewhere between eight and 12 years old, you kind of, you either met someone or you were inspired by someone or you saw something that put you on your path. Mm-hmm. And now it's knowing that, how do we put the 
opportunity, the promise of possibility to have a career as a woman a young, in a young girl's mind. Did, where are you at on that? Well, I really think that there's there's a tremendous amount going on right now trying to encourage more more young women to study, to get into the STEM stream, so to speak. Um, I think the more role models we have, the better yes. it is. Yep. And um, we don't, we're, we're getting more all the time. I mean, it, you have no idea how it's changed in my lifetime. Oh, sure. No. <laughs> I can tell you how different it was. I mean, the first job I ever had after college, I was fired because I was a woman. Not, mm. not because I was a woman, but be, uh, in the sense that uh, I was writing copy for, um, I was writing copy, I was in advertising, I was copying for something called the, uh, the American Redwood Association, and they were the people that cut trees down. So I was already conflicted, mm, mm, mm. Um, and I was doing things like writing how to write uh, how to build your deck out of redwood. Well, at 23, what did I know about building a deck out of redwood? I did, I do knew I knew what a hammer was, but anyhow, <laughs> good. So, so, but there was a guy there who would tell me all the stuff. I'd write it up, and nobody seemed to complain. But they decided that after three months, they really wanted to have a guy who knew how to hammer and nail and stuff like that. And I didn't really mind. I went on to another job, and it was fine. And I didn't like the fact they were cutting down redwoods in the first place. But the point is, there weren't many role models. We have more now, and mm -hmm. we need more every single day. Um, I think that... Uh, Non-celebrity role models. Yes, right? non-celebrity. Our, our role models are... For young girls, are they want what, what we were talking about? What? How the, the millennials want to be 2007, uh, the Kardashians, keeping up with the Kardashians oh, reality show came on, and all of a sudden, the role model became for young women uh, to become wealthy and famous with, with no. With no, for no reason. For no reason, right. yeah. There was no skill set assigned to that. There was no intelligence assigned to that. There was no. nothing nothing assigned to that fame other than birth and, you know, having the spotlight on you, which is maddening because, you know, I have, I have lots of people in my family that I think are wonderful and interesting, and I don't want them to use that as a role model. No, it, it, it is a real challenge because with our with our uh, Internet culture mm -hmm. and with the culture of uh, – Celebrity and the Cardassians are perfect examples yeah. of yeah. that. Um, the The fact of the matter is that we don't have enough role models. That's one of the why, things why? that is. Uh, well, there are women. There are women that are successful. Look at Sally Ride. Is it was a, a good example? Sure. There were. Is it that we we're not paying attention? We're not looking for those stories, or or what is it? Or there's there's enough of them now. We just don't. I mean, I'm looking at your. 2015 Spirit of Entrepreneurship yeah. Award winners, and there are 12 spectacular stories. Absolutely. Are is there? I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking. Maybe you do a speaking tour of <laughs> these 12 women in our local schools and get them in front of these young girls Actually, and get them excited. Yes. Are you already doing something like that? Well, some of them are, not all of them. But the, the Santa Barbara County Education has a uh, program that brings in mentors to talk to the students. Well, that's the, is that the career day? No, no, thing? no. They 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 do it on a regular basis, Got and it. they and you can volunteer to do that. And some of our board members actually do that. One of our past winners, Daria Bronson, does that all the time, and she goes into the she classroom. Loves she's great. She's wonderful. She's fun. And she goes in there and she talks to the students and shows them uh, shows them the the. Um, core fitness roller, which she invented, yeah, right, right, you right, know. Right. Uh, so the fact is there are opportunities that we're not taking advantage of. And what you pointed out is something that I probably should do. Well, I'm thinking it's the local, it's the achievability. Like, what, do they, what do they call it now? Electability. Electability. Right? Sure. It's like, oh, I like your ideas. I like your stuff. But no one will ever elect you. It's like, what? <laughs> right? So, so there's something about approachability. It's like, gosh, I could never be Sally Ride. When, in fact, you could. But here, if we take local women that they may see on TV or they see in the paper or, heck, they see them in the grocery store. Absolutely. It's like, oh, I, I, could do, I could do you that. You could do that. And that's really so important to young women to understand they can do it. Right, right. There's, 
there is something about that something that happens to young women when they uh, usually it's in high school around 15, 14, 15, 16, where everything becomes hypersexualized mm. and yeah. they don't know how to react to that. And the fact of the matter is that they suddenly, while they may have been super achieving, up to that point, all of a sudden they think, well, should I be that smart? Should I try harder? Yeah, I, I remember the first time I heard that. And it was very disillusioning. It is disillusioning. And I, I hope that more parents are aware of that, more are encouraging that's the same with teachers. But young women need to realize they have every bit as much potential as any other person out there and that they should just go for it. We should also educate the banks. <laughs> like, uh-huh. as, as you say this, I think I think oh, yeah. I think uh, I, I agree completely uh-huh. with everything you just said. And then I also think I don't think it's I think that the young women I want to embrace their in- intuitions to know that I, I want to do a lot of things in my life. But what I want to do is get all of those roadblocks out of the way. I want to take away that that preconceived notion that that uh, a woman business owner should go find a co-signer. Yeah. You know, the, uh, in, in the form of her ex-husband, which is ludicrous, you know. Uh, do you know on the contract it actually says Lynette Lemaire, a single woman? I found here's 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 a very small if you'll indulge me this this strange uh, little uh, moment my my brother sent me a picture the other day that my sister found uh, of my grandfather's passport from 1972 uh, when he and his wife traveled to Greece and it was the only time he traveled outside the country uh, and it was their their belated honeymoon that they were taking in 1972 and uh, on the passport and I'd never seen anything like this is a picture of both of them a couple's photo. And it says on the passport, Merlin Hawkins, it's Merlin Hawkins' passport, and then it says wife, Vonda. And then it says Vonda's not allowed to travel on this passport without Merlin. I had never, it wow. blew my mind to think that as, as recently as 1972, uh, that a, a, a wife would have to have her accompanying husband this was an American passport. Right, right, no, right, right, like, right. Well, I, I, I'm kind of surprised because in 1972, I had my own passport. Well, sure, well, sure. So, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and I was married. You so. apparently asked the right question <laughs> of the right people. I guess I must yes. have. Yeah. But even so, but that, that's an ex- excellent point. It's yeah. an excellent point. Um, Kathy, I know that um, one of the things that you're looking to as this organization grows, right? It's six years, but, you know, this is just the first six. You, you're, yeah. you're going forward. That's something you've just started is a mastermind group for all of the winners. Is that correct? Well, Tell us about that. Yeah, we haven't, we don't actually call it a mastermind group. We call it a support group. We call it the winner's circle. As a matter the winner's of circle. Okay, got uh, it. Thank and you. so what we, what we do is we invite all the winners to get together, to meet each other, to share ideas. And then we... From all the years or just that all the years, year? All the years. From we, excuse me, we have a total of 44 winners. A couple have moved out of the area. One, unfortunately, is deceased. And so we have about uh, 30, 38, 30, about 38 winners that over the years. And so we invite them all to come together. And what we had a meeting uh, just uh, last month. And what we did was uh, we just sit around and we talk and we share any needs that they may have and then we all see how we can help them wow. uh and how, did, how was that first meeting I'm so it was wonderful so yeah, jealous. Was we don't have one of those for guys <laughs> it was wonderful <laughs> we had a i mean some there were there were requests for information and some wanted to know how they could get in a certain direction and everybody was supportive it was That's just great. amazing i want to be in a winner's circle <laughs> But Don't we, we all want to be in a winner's circle? I, I just want to add one thing because um, in uh, this, uh, I don't mind doing this. But anyhow, uh, 25 years ago, I did a series of books about working women. I did them. 25 years ago? Yeah. Uh, I did them. I wanted to do a series. I, w- I wanted to do a book about working women. I wasn't sure what the focus would be because for the same reason we're talking about, you never saw them. And I was right. talking about all the women that I 
that I knew, that I met, that were successful, and you never heard about them. So I did, um, I started interviewing women, and then I interviewed a lawyer who said to me, nobody ever told me when I had a baby and a job, I'd have to go two years without sleep. Mm-hmm. And I thought, mm-hmm. what a great title. So I did one about... It's called Two Years Without Sleep? Called Two Years Without Sleep, Working Moms Talk About Having a Baby and wow. Job. The second one I did was about men and wor- women working together, and it was called The Men at the Office, Working Women Talk About Working with Men. Mm-hmm. And the third was about... I two need to read that. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Uh, it's t- and then there... I mean, these are, these are relatively... The, the information in them is current because it hasn't changed that much, which is really disappointing. In Tragic. fact, in, yeah. uh, the third one was about two career couples mm. called I Work Too. And the one really good interesting... Good titles. You're good at titles. Yeah, well... Hold that thought. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was one other point I wanted to make. In, in 1994, which was when Men at the Office was published, women earned 70 cents on the dollar to men. Do you know what they earn today? Seven, I think it's 74. No, they earned 77 cents on the dollar. Today they earn 77 cents on the dollar. It yeah, hasn't not changed. changed. It was, yeah. Uh, now, I'm not talking about a lot of the women that we have here. They have their own businesses. People who are entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs have their own businesses. Uh, that's different. I'm talking about, you know, it's a median, it's government. They talk. If you go to salary.com, you could prove this out. It's a department. By the way, do you know about salary.com? It is an awesome site. Uh, no, I really don't. I because so, I got this from the labor department of labor. If you're um, going to hire somebody and you're yeah. trying to figure out what the average rate is, yeah, because you have no clue what that kind of person makes. Uh-huh. What's an office manager in a four-person office go for in your area? Sure. Oh, right? that's wonderful. And it will yeah. tell you exactly, and it'll tell you the job description. It'll tell you all of that stuff. Oh, so okay. if it's a Someone says to you, oh, you need to get, one of your advisors says, oh, you need to get a blah, blah, blah person. You're like, I have no idea what that is. Yeah. Go to salary.com. Yeah. What a great they're idea. They're not a sponsor, but they're just like, it's very cool. But you could actually see how that plays out. Yeah. The, the fact is that women are more visible. There are more opportunities for them now. And one of the impediments I find for women is they tend to sit back and wait to be rewarded rather than ask. Mm. And Mm. the real important thing for women to do is if you don't ask, you don't get. Mm. And so you have to step up to the plate and not be afraid because most men I know, and if they do something well, they want everybody to know about it. (laughs) They're not shy. And women have this tendency to think that if they just do a good job, they'll be rewarded. And that's not true. It's, it's, I, and that's a cultural shift the same way uh, of, of young women, where it's that, that celebration of being uh, good at things, at being smart, at being uh, talented and skilled and working really hard to achieve something. That is not something that is that is celebrated. In a, you know, families are struggling to no, celebrate. No, they want to hide it, right? Put the, your light under a barrel. Oh, yeah. A lot of that, and and be humble. For, yeah. right. And for young women also too, uh, they they they're f- afraid of not being attractive mm. if they're too smart, uh, which is wrong. But <laughs> completely because completely, <laughs> completely wrong. wrong. But. But being smart for a woman is not always rewarded, hmm. and in socially, I'm not saying it's not rewarded in business, but that's why so many women do start their own business. Hmm. It's because they oh, might. Oh, interesting. Because they have been in an organization. I was just talking to a young man. Um, I spoke to a group out at UCSB. Uh, the women in engineering group had a joint meeting with the entrepreneur entrepreneur group, Great. and there were four of us out there: Barbara Rosenblum, uh, Rosenbaum, and uh, uh, Lisa uh, um, Lisa Riolo, and um, and a woman who was head of the engineer mechanical engineering department. She was chair for a while. She still teaches. Um, and it was fascinating because a young man came up to me afterwards and he said, my sister is really good at computer code and she works for Dell and the department she's in, she does, the manager comes in and is always complimenting them on the great code they're writing and he, and all the guys, she's the only woman in the department, and all the guys said, well, 
she did it, and he ignores her. Mm. He said, what, and she wants to leave. And I said, he said, what should she do? And I said, well, next time he compliments her, she should say, speak up and say, thank you. I'm glad you like the code I did. I said, it won't be getting in his face, but at least it'll be. Thanks. And I said, she said, all, he said, all the guys really respect her because she's, she's making them look good. Right. And so I said, if they're not going to object to that, she needs to take credit. But the fact is, the fact of the matter is she would rather leave than have to. Oh, her instinct is to just get her out of the instinct, situation. And that's than, what happens. Oh, that's that's what I yeah. found when I interviewed women for those books. And this is many years ago is they'd be in a in a position in a company whether it's high tech or a, a large corporation and they'd find that they it, she called it the water drip torture test oh. it wasn't any one thing that right. made them want to leave right, right, it was right. the little things being talked over in meetings giving this happens all the time to women they come up with they're in a meeting a lot of people they throw out an idea some everybody just tucks over them and then all of a sudden somebody throws out exactly the same idea and it's a man and everybody says what a great idea <laughs> my, my, my partner comes home on a, on a weekly basis and tells me that exact story that awesome. exact story now, and it's 2016 and it's and 2016, it's 2016. Yep. and uh, so uh, one woman told me she worked for a large pharmaceutical company and she said there were a lot of women who were just about to get up there in management and they they were leaving mm -hmm. and they wanted the people above wanted to know why are they leaving these corporations so she started doing some research and they always said they were doing it for family reasons you've heard that line <laughs> yeah, before yeah. Right. Yeah. pursue well, other, other opportunities uh, no family reasons yeah. they didn't say other but all of them were employed elsewhere yeah in a better environment this reminds me we've just launched a network for juniper networks the large um, hardware company uh -huh. right and it's the a women's network it's actually based in uh in europe mm -hmm. and they want there's 200 of them and the discussion is around how can they brand themselves as a women friendly women in tech friendly business to attract more women into their workforce so they said, let's go to the women that are already here. Let's build community amongst all of them. Wonderful idea. And, and it's, you know, they, we just started, just launched it. So it's interesting. It's really important. I mean, the fact of the matter is women tend not to like conflict. They would rather, they, they not necessarily flee, but in fact, you know, the fight or flight thing, they're going to, not going to fight. Uh, not that they can't. But most women don't. And the reason they don't is because they usually get labeled as a bitch, oh, et no. cetera. Strident. Huh. Yes. Right. Sorry. <laughs> no, she, you're, you're, Kathy, yes. you are correct. You I, are exactly correct. And, yeah. and yeah. the fact is that women have a problem, partly because that um, they aren't necessarily strident, but when they have a point it's very hard to get it out it's hard to make themselves be heard without saying hey guys I'm here you know mm -hmm. let right. me tell you but there is one thing that I would advise women because this is really important so pay attention this is important okay the fact of the matter is most men and men and women's brains are hardwired differently in a certain sense most women are multitasking. We have to be multitasking because otherwise you couldn't raise kids. It's in our genes. Men are linear. Uh, there used to be parallel and serial ports on computers. Mm -hmm. I don't think they do parallel ports. Anymore. Parallel are a whole bunch of inputs going in simultaneously, serial one after another. Men are serial. They're very linear. If a woman goes in and talks to an idea about a, uh, an idea for something or brings something up to a man, what happens often is they they go they bring in many ideas at once and if you're going to present an idea and you're trying to communicate with man it's best thing to do is do it linear point a point b point c point d this is what i think we should be doing 
Um, how many, and I just want to ask you both, this is an interesting question. How often have you been talking to your spouse or your significant other or whatever, and you're talking about a specific subject and all of a sudden she brings up something that to you is like out of left field. And you say, why are you talking about that? We're talking about this. For most women, they have, they see what you're talking about. They made about, a logical connection. And they see yeah. that there's actually something out there right. that they know and they want to bring it into the discussion. And and it throws off my connection to what we're actually talking exactly. about. Because we're goal-oriented. Well, I'm like, no, 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 we need to talk about this. That other thing is, is that's something else. Yeah. We'll get to that later <laughs> after I'm done with this one thing. Yeah. And, and so I always recommend to women, if they're trying to present an idea or something that's really important to them, get it down just like a, you would a business plan point. One, two, three, four, five, and then present it. And then just stay with it. Don't, don't go off in the other direction. Because when women talk, we could be all over the place, but we know exactly where we're going, and we come mm-hmm. back to the mm-hmm. same point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and it's um, – I, I have a lot of experience in this area. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I, I hope to think that I'm really good at allowing the butterflyness of the conversation, which is the mm. butterfly goes. Mm-hmm. The, the, that's the visual for me. It's a perfect. Is, visual. So when I look, it's like the butterfly's going to go, and I watch it. The butterflies are back in Santa Barbara, by the way, everybody. Uh, yes, isn't um, that amazing? Yeah, just last week um, on Tuesday, I saw my first butterfly, and I had twelve yesterday that I saw during the day. But stay with the visual for a second that those ideas are all the flowers mm-hmm. and, and the milkweed. And the butterfly is going to go, 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 try every single one of them. They're very purposeful and they go and then they go away. And if, if I'm just that one milkweed, you know, as that one idea, it doesn't work. So if you, as a guy, and you're thinking about your your, your your spouse, your mate, or an employee who yeah, comes employee. to you, right? Mm-hmm. An employee comes to you, uh, o- open it up and understand that. And that's wonderful because they're bringing a diversity of thought and experience to that problem. You're trying to solve the problem and you're not, we, we did a show just, we we're talking about feelings. So like, uh-huh. how do you, the, like if you get to the feeling about that, you'll get to the problem better. And so just open it up. However, we're out of time. <laughs> we had all of that being said, you took us from flower to flower to flower to flower. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we're, we're at that part of the show. I mean, that's 45 minutes just gone, right? Like that. It was fun. I Good. know. Good. We're at the point, though, you've listened to the show before, where um, and our listener waits for this part of the show, <laughs> where we get to give a title to this conversation. And I was listening to the titles of your books. Mm-hmm. So I think, Patrick, she has an unfair competitive advantage. Yeah, yeah. She's actually <laughs> done this before. Yes, but for, but for a woman, that, that makes it an even advantage, right? Because she's working from the bottom up. Oh, wow. Wow. Very wow, nice. good. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> so what are we going to call our show? Um, Sitting on the long list of episodes that we have, and someone's picking, and they go, Oh my gosh, I have to listen to that one first. Um, well, we didn't want to talk about the spirit of entrepreneurship. That was our main goal. So, awards for women and students, that's, is, would that work? Uh, that sounds sort of blah. We have to get something better. Do you want another uh, swing at the pinata? Um, uh, honoring women and students, uh, celebrating women and students. No, entrepreneurship has to be in there. Um, what celebrating women entrepreneurs? Celebrating women entrepreneurs. That's a good one. Yeah. See, Mark just uh, reworked it, and then when he pitched it back to you after you'd already said it, it was his <laughs> idea. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Ba-boom. Well Take done. that. Well played well, and a callback. Well, That's yeah. improv. Thank dude. you very much. That is. I'm improv. here all week. Try the veal. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you so much. This how was so how do much people fun. find you on the interwebs? Well, I'm on LinkedIn, and um, my company is called Yep. And um, uh, the uh, they can go to the SOE Foundation. SOE for Spirit of Entrepreneurship, Entrepreneurship Foundation. Foundation. And there are... Is it a .org? It is .org. It, .org. Always .org. And um, we have the nominations. There's a little button on the homepage if you want to nominate somebody. 
nominations open. And there's also a, a link on the homepage. And that they says need to nominate. live in Santa Barbara County. Anywhere in Santa Barbara County. Got it. I, we hope someday. To, it would be fun to open this up wider. It'd be fun. We'd love but to do that. But we're focused here. Right now, we're focused here. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was appreciated. I also want to thank California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services and our podcasting partner, Pull String Press, for this great studio. We get some of the best conversations there. I, this, we have a, this is, everyone else is unlucky. <laughs> the word lucky is? was in my head. When yeah, you the were word lucky, yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. We're so lucky yeah. to be able to do this. And we also want to thank Cielo24, who provides the searchable captions for our show. The 805 Connect project, now going into our third year, mm. is supported by partners and sponsors throughout the region. I want to thank them as well. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us or what the project's all about, go to 805connect.com. Now, Patrick, after we've talked about this fantastic topic, how could our listener right now help us? We have over 60 shows. There are over no. 60. There are over 60 805 conversations. And I think um, if you haven't listened to all of them, uh, then you can't really count yourself you know, a diehard fan. So really, uh, and, and I don't know how you even look Mark in the eye when you see him out in the world. So go they, back. Is out that there. why people are ducking me on Listen, State Street? I've <laughs> listened to every single one of them. So I can, of course, look you in the eye. So go back into uh, the deep archive, find uh, one of those shows with one of those great titles that you're not familiar with. Pull it up, give it some time. Uh, if you don't like it after five minutes, feel free to turn it off and move to another one. But I kind of feel like you're going to like it no matter what. Thank you so much for that. The I, I think the success of the show is clearly from the submissions and the ideas I get from people on who we should talk to. Because they listen to the show and say, oh my gosh, you should talk to so-and-so, and then I have them introduce me, and then I have only like a two-minute conversation because I, I want to save it all for the show. If you know such a person or you are such a person. You can nominate yourself. I won't make you go through a big onerous application process. <laughs> we'll just have a quick phone call. But if you've done something cool, I want to know about it. You can send mail to mark at 805connect.com. Let me know um, how to get in touch with you. I'd love to chat. Until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversation. Mm-hmm.